This week's episode is brought to you by Patreon at patreon.com slash Talking Simpsons. Not only do you get access to every episode a week early and ad-free, but we have tons of extras, including our two newest interviews. We chat with Mike Scully about his time executive producing the show. I ran it through uh, seasons 9 through 12, which I always characterize as the four most consecutive seasons of the show. And we talk with writer Mimi Pond about what it was like to write the first episode of The Simpsons. You know, and I get to be the turd in the punch bowl every single time I tell this story because nobody wants to hear anything bad about The Simpsons. You can find all that and more exclusively on Patreon.com slash Talking Simpsons. I heartily endorse this event or product. Ahoy hoy everybody, welcome to Talking Simpsons where we hope they have Us Magazine in heaven. I'm your host, Danger Liker, Bob Mackey, and this is the Laser Time Podcast Network's chronological exploration of The Simpsons. Who else is here with me today? Uh, Henry Gilbert, and from this point on, no talking. Oh, it's going to ruin the podcast. <laughs> Who else? Carl Chris Antista. <laughs> and today's episode is The Springfield Connection. I'm out of breath now. Today's yeah. episode aired on May 7th, 1995, my 13th birthday. And as always, Chris will tell us what happened on this mythical day in history. I turned 13. All the monkeys in the zoo give their best regards to you, Bobby. Happy birthday to you. Meg Ryan and Kevin Klein come together for a French kiss this day. And dominating the top of the Billboard charts for seven straight weeks is how Montel Jordan does it. And the Sega Mm. Saturn stealth launches in North America. Oh, man. This is how we do it. This is how we do it. Sega should not have done that. Mm -hmm. And the one I deleted, but I just wanted to talk about... I'll affect the voice. The Simpsons loses big time in the ratings because Jurassic Park makes its TV debut on NBC and 65 million people tuned in, making it the highest rated movie on television in almost a decade. That's wow. insanity. It's mm-hmm. it's two years old. Yeah. Like, don't just, you've watched but it at you this know, point. Like, think of your grandmother like, I've heard about this movie, yeah. but I refuse to go see it and, some, and NBC is going <laughs> to show it to me for free. Instead of, yeah, yeah that's was, when people watch it. It was still a big deal to see movies this huge mm-hmm. on broadcast TV. Like Terminator 2, I believe, was on Fox or mm-hmm. something like mm-hmm. that. Just It was like, wow, I can. I, it's a novelty to see a expensive movie for yeah. free. It's almost this, the domain uh, of like TNT and cable yeah. now. It doesn't belong on networks. <laughs> and uh, if you're not a video game fan, you wouldn't this know is- that the... The Sega Saturn was a cool system that was a giant failure, but I liked playing it. But they had the uh, gutsy decision to, at E3, the big video game convention, where they're up against the PlayStation. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sony announced that the PlayStation will be two ninety nine, which nobody thought it would be the price point because like it's that's too cheap. Yeah. They won't make any money. But then Sega, to try to one up them, says the Saturn is three ninety nine, but it's out right now. Mm-hmm. Only at one. Store. Store, yes. Toys R Us. With two games that were barely was done. Like, the version of Virtua Fighter sucked. It was, like, was Bug available? It was crazy so. and confusing because, honestly, how did you learn about this? Um, I just, Through game magazines, yes, yeah, which a, have a like a two or three month too. lead time. Yeah. So when they said this, there's no internet, there's no news articles, there's no Facebook feed. Mm-hmm. It, 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 if they did that then, 
it might have gone a lot better for yeah, me. Yeah, there was no push notification telling me to buy a Saturn yeah, immediately. Yeah, if, if Apple told you right now that the iPhone X2 is coming out, and they they hadn't even shown it yet, mm-hmm. you would go, people go nuts for it, no matter what it was, but Sega... I heard Sega Stealth launched early, what, months early? Because normally... Yeah, it was going to be September or October. Launch, because it was out in Japan, but that's how it worked back in the day. You'd mm. get a console in Japan, you'd wait and wait and wait, and the game magazines like would write year. about it, and you'd get it eventually. Mm. But I, by the time they wrote about it, like, the PlayStation was out. <laughs> that's yeah. that's yeah. what print lead times were. And it was $100 less and had cooler-looking games, because they Saturn knew... Saturn wasn't ready to be a 3D game machine. Hindsight is 2020 because wow. all the Saturn's games hold up way better than those awful fucking origami you find what in the PlayStation. What about Ballerina Toshin did? Come on. I no. kid. I kid. That game's awful. <laughs> no. But everything everything on the Saturn, I... I, I, I I opted for the Saturn instead of an N64 or PlayStation. No, but I had never played things like Guardian Heroes or Dragon Force, and those games are objectively better than the first three years of Crash Bandicoot, Demolition Derby, Final Fantasy VII. Pretty, I heard it's okay. (laughs) I don't know anything about it. It's a small little game. I had a good time with Demolition Derby and Ridge Racer. That that. is the greatest joke. But if I were to pop one of those in for you right now, one of them is unplayable. Mm. One you can barely look at, and the other one is Guardian Heroes. Yes, and it plays great, and you would love it. I'd play it right now. Mm -hmm. I would play it right now. We turn on an Xbox One. I think it's backwards compatible. Oh yeah, the 360 release. So this Mm -hmm. episode, the Springfield Connection. The, oh, Simpsons. the origins of this episode are, uh, very briefly, Mike Reese, former Ooh. showrunner, his wife, Denise Reese, I believe they're still married, briefly wanted to become an LAPD police officer. Uh, she was immediately talked out of it, I believe. <laughs> uh, she was later hired by Mike's uh, agent, Gavin Pallone, <laughs> which I think is a name you hear on Seinfeld as well. Yep. Yeah, he um, worked for him, too. But there was a brief scare in which uh, Denise, a very petite woman, I believe, mm-hmm. wanted to become a, an LAPD cop in, in a time where it was not great to be an LAPD cop. I still think it's not a great idea. But Yeah. yeah. I got. I think I have met her in person. Well, by meet, I mean stand near her. Because uh, listeners, if you're not on the Patreon, maybe you haven't heard the story. I occupied the same space as Mike Reese at a uh, Comic-Con event where I got to interview Dana Gould. Then Dana Gould was about to go off to have lunch with somebody. And then when I look and see, I was like... That guy really looks like Mike Reese. And then he says two words. I'm like, that man is Mike Reese. <laughs> and then a very petite, uh, like, platinum blonde woman was there standing next to him, which is like, they're a funny looking couple because he's, uh, he has very Semitic features, uh, Mike Reese does. And then meanwhile, you have, like, a, a hyper blonde, uh, petite woman. Yes. But they made it work 20 know, plus years together. Mike Reese tells the joke that he says that he posed for anti Semitic <laughs> drawings yeah. to make money in college and he always wears rugby shirts for some reason i in don't know why person, he was wearing the yeah. rugby shirt that day too he's been traveling around the globe but he's always wearing a rugby shirt maybe yeah. he's, he's found his look i'd love someday to interview him to fi- ask him just about those rugby shirts and i want to have both of you guys on the podcast because you both have very similar voices what i've always found that Man. yes uh, prove I, me wrong listeners prove, prove me, me wrong, wrong. <laughs> uh this is a marge gets a job episode but they get a lot of fun out of it and about how the uh, the cops suck or just uh, cop jokes are funny. There's a lot of very relevant uh, police brutality, oh, yeah. police overstepping their boundaries jokes in this episode that really echo more now than I think even then. Looking good there, Mark. Yes. <laughs> but uh, as a kid, I love any episode that starts oh, with yeah. Star Wars music. Aren't you glad we got out of the house and came downtown for a little culture? <laughs> They're butchering the classics. 
Could that bassoon have come in any more late? Oh, come on, Homer. There's lasers. You like lasers? Laser effects, mirrored falls. John Williams must be rolling around in his grave. (laughs) (laughs) Deliciously satirical. I wonder if anyone else got that. We're out of here. I do like the word deviliciously. Deviliciously. And the Simpsons are at a very Hollywood Bowl style event. Very much venue, so. Rather. It is my goal to go there. I would have liked like what'd you see? I went there once in the year nineteen ninety nine to see George Martin do a bunch of Beatles music without Ooh. any of the Beatles. Whoa. That's and neat. uh that was really fun as a seventeen year old who didn't know anything about the Beatles or their music. <laughs> but uh when I was there, this is an anecdote I can only tell here in this context. When I was there with my friend visiting him, he had a, his his dad lived in L.A. and his mom lived in Ohio. We were there, and I see a credit card on the ground of the Hollywood Bowl. We're off to get like soda and, and treats or whatever. And whose credit card would it be? But Jess Harnell, the voice of Wacko Warner. What the what? Yes. And you waited till now to what? tell me? We found the credit card of <laughs> Jess Harnell. I mean, he's a voice actor, of course, but we were like, of course he would be here. Oh. He has to be a huge Beatles fan. Uh. We could have kept that card, but we turned it uh. in as responsible teens. Or you could have just perfect. made him find you. And, yes. Uh, let me be a voice in Animaniacs. Oh, but, my um, <laughs> oh, my God. I it, bet he remembers losing his credit card at uh, that event. It sucks beautiful. that we can't yet entirely comment our this music and The Simpsons owned by the same people again or not? I don't know. Ooh. I don't know uh, yet. No, I mean, uh, yeah. Recording in advance. Also, the Hollywood Bowl setting is funny because in September 2014, The Simpsons did three nights mm-hmm. at the Hollywood Bowl. We Conan O'Brien Kutcher. sang the monorail song. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yearly Smith and Kip Lennon did Lisa's birthday. birthday. Yeah, there's so many beautiful clips from it on, uh, the, on the old Did you guys YouTube. see Leo Kapowski came back on The Simpsons no, recently? I I've only heard about future it. Future episodes. Yeah. They are really mining old episodes lately no, on the show. It's, like, it's not so much that. It's that they're really... I think the lack of Futurama means once a season they have a flash forward episode mm. of The Simpsons and it will scratch your Futurama itch. It's well, always fun. It's yeah. not just like that. I mean, not just Lee and Kampowski, but like two episodes ago or a few episodes ago, they brought back the monorail for a joke. Mm-hmm. But Kip Lennon did his voice again and sang the song again. It was great. And also they had the uh, the sort of sequel episode to Camp Krusty that I talked about on here uh, months ago. I wasn't a fan of that And I'd either, say, uh, as of this recording, John Williams is still alive at 85. Yes. That could Miraculously still alive. I'm not still, comp- still composing. Yeah. I loved J.J. Abrams told such a cool story about working with him on the uh, the Force Awakens that he mm-hmm. said that John Williams is just like this esoteric jazz guy who just happens to have written the most popular music yeah. of the last like 50 years not just Star Wars but also the Superman theme the Harry, Harry Potter, Potter theme, theme. E.T. Jaws Jurassic Park every mm-hmm. iconic uh, in- theme like that Superman in there? yeah Superman okay yeah. I thought so Superman in the Star Wars theme sounds so different. <laughs> they're, they're extremely not different. They're extremely different. Yeah. Damn. 30-year-old yeah. uh, slam. I also love that Hibbert uh, joke. I've absolutely been Hibbert at things saying like, wonder if anybody else got that joke that I got. Like, I, I didn't I for a long time. I just laugh harder. I'm like, ha, 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 ha I get that joke. Ha, I didn't ha. even really hear it until without the picture that it's like Mary had a little lamb. Is that the big uh, thing you talked about? No, it's a little, little star yeah. to uh, go with Star Wars. Uh, no one's going to believe I'm an audiophile now. There's several <laughs> lambs in Star Wars. Don't worry. It all checks out either way. <laughs> the uh, So then they're heading home and actually in a very Batman thing of them walking home uh, in through a dangerous alley. Whoa, careful now. 
These are dangerous streets for us upper, lower, middle class types. <laughs> so avoid eye contact, watch your pocketbook, and suspect everyone. Three card Monty. Woohoo! Easy money! Homer, these games are fixed. Then how come that guy's winning? Whoa. I like totally won again. <laughs> Way to go, bro. Huh. He looks and acts just like the dealer. I think they're related. Or at least in cahoots. Just pick the red card. It's totally not hard. Twenty on this one, my good man. Sorry, dude. Black. Homer, he cheated you. You're giving three cards on you, bad name. Surely you don't blame me. <laughs> it's people like you who are ruining our downtown promenades and piazzas. How dare you prey on the greedy and stupid like this? Babar. Okay, so Ba-ba. the taxes are bad, guys. I know. Up again. Right when I said they never Marty, a bad name. Right when I said they never did it again, they did it two episodes yes, later. Yeah. But that is important. This makes Round Springfield. This and PTA disbands make Round Springfield seem like such a season one episode. Yeah. It's a real low between the two episodes. And putting yes, funny yeah. words in Marge's mouth, like promenades and piazzas. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Also, I that has stuck with me so long. That distinction of upper, lower, middle class mm-hmm. is like, where the Simpsons that are. describes my upbringing. So I, I appreciate this uh, description. Which, uh, as I deconstructed, is it means the Simpsons are in the broader middle class, mm-hmm. but in they're in they're in the lower section of the middle class, but in the upper section within that lower section, they're almost middle middle class. class. Yes. Yes. I, yeah. I am almost that if I didn't live in the most expensive city in the country. <laughs> no man, we would live like kings in Alabama. <laughs> like hell damn ass yeah. kings! All yeah. the CC's pizza we could eat mm. be amazing. <laughs> uh, uh, it is. I did double check. Snake's Brothers' one and only appearance. I know. Yeah. I, I, I I'm love, surprised. I love when they create doubles for a character, and so then a different actor has to do an impression of the, them. It's just like asking Dan to do an impression of Snake. I love that. Yeah. Whoa, that's totally the right car. I think he died during a crime. I would bet he died. Doing crimes. Things. We can't not acknowledge that Marge has her on her formal Hollywood Bowl white pearls, yeah. apparently. Yeah. And Wiggum has on his formal Hollywood Bowl black hair. That's in every night shot. In like three scenes in yeah. this year. I think they just Only the night up shots. there. Yeah. That's a mistake. I think he originated with black hair, or they just he got did. confused early on. When he's on. talking about El Barto in yeah. season one, he definitely has black hair. I want, there. But it's always at night, so it's either a mistake or something they thought they had to do to set his mm. hair apart from the blue sky in the blue uniform. Mm, perhaps. I perhaps. That. Yeah. So I love that Marge, everybody else is not doing anything and just has a blank look. And then so Marge starts chasing. Him. I love her. Come on, come, come on. on! And uh, that's where we got the in opening sound of Homer taking four <laughs> steps and dying. I had to, like without the animation that like I just realized that goes on for a long time. All <laughs> yeah. those effects. He makes it maybe twelve feet, and that's just his trembling on yeah. the ground too. It's like whenever I'm tired from like uh, only running slightly more than Homer, but I wouldn't say that much more. Or walking yeah. up to the studio from pizza. Yeah. <laughs> I just, just I think. Just just of Homer, and and when it's all over, he's still out of breath. They continue yep, the yeah. joke. Well, and I love the animation of Marge's hair rising as she's getting up to Snake, and then a realization of like, oh, I've cornered Snake. What do I do now? And it's Marge a real is powerful. It's a real dark moment for Snake that he is going to stab yeah, Marge yeah. Simpson mm-hmm. on the show. Like she the fucking clocks over him ten dollars. Yeah, he, she smashes his head in. Like he is, uh, he is concussed. Ah, uh, they can still hear things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yes, uh, Marge gets her man. <laughs> Marge, are you okay? I think I'm okay. It was scary, but 
In a weird way, it was also kind of exhilarating. Yes, it is exhilarating to see the police get their man and save a hysterical woman. Oh, for crying <laughs> out loud. Easy now, sweetheart. Homie's here. <laughs> Homer's very dismissive of her there. Was he not around to see Marge, like, owning Snake completely? No, because he had to be driven yeah. by the cops there because he couldn't <laughs> move anymore. He, had, he, had, he was still tired, but... Uh man, Homer was just that's really dismissive to Marge of just like a hysterical Save a hysterical woman, woman yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. And that also that I this entire episode Wiggum is very comfortable with being terrible. Yeah. Just him going like, We'll try to make it twelve. Just that he's he wants to make it very easy like, for all the police. Both of their jobs want they want he wants both of their jobs to be easy. Like yeah. you'll be an easy criminal, I'll be an easy cop. And in this episode I really like the they give Marge so much more like emotion and drive in this episode and her finally realizing how boring her life is. Hey, Mom, is this how you caught him? Face at least. You're too puny to... Oh. Oh. <laughs> Lisa, unhand your brother. <laughs> yeah, like that really hurt. <laughs> Mom, is catching that guy the most incredibly exciting thing you've ever done? Well, it was pretty exciting. But celery soup's pretty exciting, too. Extremely slow chopping. I couldn't tell if it was slow chopping or a poor frame rate. (laughs) They didn't want to make more drawings to convey the slow chopping. They're like, yeah, we'll just make as many drawings as we can. Four frames will work for this chopping. That was such a well-observed kid thing that uh, of saying like like that really hurt and you're just trying to pretend like don't cry that didn't hurt at all you, you didn't hurt at all uh, that's that is perfect 80s kid sarcasm yeah, yeah totally and i like how we see what marge does during the day even though they uh she's having a different experience than she normally does she switches over to deviled ham uh, <laughs> and she just goes shopping i love the animation of the cheese just engulfing her yeah. her uh shopping cart and her rolling under the garage door and then coming out saying marge marge it's so great also yeah. The one-time appearance of Benevin Stanciano. Yes. Hey, Mrs. Simpson, I just got the new issue of Sponge and Vacuum. Thanks, Benevin Stanciano. <laughs> Ooh, death sports. Hmm. All right, get in there. You're going down. I want a piece of him. You think you're pretty <laughs> hot, huh? Well, we got everything we need on you. <laughs> Excuse me. What, 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 what? This better be about pizza. <gasps> Actually, I'm interested in becoming a police officer. <laughs> Welcome aboard. <laughs> I love that joke. It's fantastic. <laughs> that is such a David Merkin joke. It's fantastic. Is that yes. the show? Uh, let's give it that for now, I think. Yeah, that is a callback. <laughs> so, That's the joke. I did want to bring up Benjamin Stanciano and that he is a very scruffy style character like from Futurama as if 
of course you know who this guy is, yeah. <laughs> and you know him by name, and Marge knows him too, but it's like, this is the one time he appeared. And it's like five <laughs> names. Yeah. <laughs> ben of Instantiata. Yeah, that he's he's treated as a regular that Marge always sees at the newsstand. And, and yeah, yeah, oh God, I love that Scruffy don't know you either. It's very, <laughs> you're right, very Scruffy. The very uh, 90s joke of there being too many specialized magazines. So we yeah. have uh, Bear Baiter, Rock Jumper, <laughs> Mosh Pitter, Danger Liker, Cliff Biker and Glass Eater. Glass Eater. <laughs> All of the danger sports. Danger Liker. Danger Liker. That's great. Yeah, this this gag just reminded me of, like, magazines are dead. There are yeah. no more magazines. But this is really the era of extreme sports and bungee jumping and the mm-hmm. X Games and all that stuff. Like, mm-hmm. this mid-90s period, those things are really taking off. Yeah, that's true. And, uh, and then the introduction of the cops into the scene. Big props to the animators for... It's obvious the joke is they have somebody other than a perp, but they hide that it's a pizza so well. Yeah. Like you don't know that they're holding something that's not even a person. And every line they deliver is is uh, specific to pizza. Like, we got everything we need on you. You're going to go down. Easy. Give me a pizza him. <laughs> yeah, I want a pizza him. Yeah, it's all just beautiful. And that was almost my intro line, too. Like, wow, 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 wow. This better be about pizza. I just that's great uh, Wiggum stammering uh, yes and then we also get a great uh, uh, another uh, great mislead joke yeah. yeah you did what I borrowed your nail clipper what's the deal nothing I'm just a little edgy since your mother told me she wants to be a cop cool <laughs> will you bring me along when you do evictions you got it little buddy Marge <laughs> you being a cop makes you the man which makes me the woman and I have no interest in that Besides occasionally wearing the underwear, which, as we discussed, is strictly a comfort thing. Homer, there's no reason for you to feel threatened. You'll always be the man of this house. Oh, dang, Sonny. Yeah, the kiss in Homer's leg rises in a very yes. feminine way. I, I've kissed plenty of girls, and their legs have never risen like that. Movies have lied to me. <laughs> or I'm just a bad, bad uh, yeah, or maybe you're too into the kiss to notice that. They True, or maybe, or maybe you're kissing women of general height to you. I should start no. taping these things, <laughs> figure it out, secretly film them. But yes, the a great subversion of the you did what? Yeah, and, I borrowed your nail clipper. Yeah, and that Bart. Of all the things Bart wants to see, he wants to see evictions, which, like, that's the depressing part of being a cop. Yeah, and Marge is on board with that. You yep, got it. You got it. She's totally fine with that. And also, I love the implication that in the past, at some point, Homer and Marge have had a conversation about him wearing women's underwear. Like, well, why do you wear women's underwear? It's a comfort thing. I, I told like, you. I mean, it would. Be, there's no room for the, the meat and vegetables and in women's underwear. How could it be more comfortable? And when you have... Let's just call it uh, meat and tackle. Yes, yeah. wedding. Tackle. I don't care how comfortable, how silky smooth that kind of underwear. It's those underwear mm. suck for men. Well, it's you need the to worst. get them like three sizes bigger. And they don't than, breathe. Right? Yeah. yeah. I don't get it. Uh, it makes I, well, your sack stick to your leg. <laughs> the worst. We're all weirdos with external genitalia. Yeah. Gross. Yeah, it makes it in silhouette. It looks like Batman's clinging to my left leg. I don't care for it. Uh, so Marge uses her big ropey muscles to do great at that obstacle course. Like she's, yeah. she's awesome in the beginning, and she's crazy good with a gun because uh, originally she was somebody who could barely shoot a precious antique can. Now she's blasting away everybody except so, for the and, baby and, and the they blind They constantly man. subvert making a sexist joke at the expense of her gender they almost yeah, every do. time they, 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 even yeah. at the time like they're gonna make this joke ah oh, women and walls they never look for the door yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> always taking the harder route which is a metaphor for women in the workplace what <laughs> yeah when the joke too of them laughing at her and then saying welcome aboard okay. like, yeah the joke is supposed to be a woman wouldn't be allowed to join the force but 
they want to laugh at her, and then they're like, Dad, we include everybody. Yeah. Like, join in. <laughs> the Simpsons will be right back. Much like McGriff the Crime Dog, you can help us out and take a bite out of our rent checks by supporting us at patreon.com slash Talking Simpsons. Bob and me do this full-time thanks to your support, and there's a ton of stuff there you get for just $5 a month. Let's start off with some of the most recent stuff, such as interviews with people who'd worked on the show, including former executive producer Mike Scully, and Mimi Pond, the writer of the first ever episode of The Simpsons, Simpsons Roasting on an Open Fire. Plus, we did some crazy good exclusives this month, including the end of our Talking Critic run, so we have done every episode of The Critic, including the horrible webisodes. We did did our holiday special as voted on by our patrons, meaning we did an episode of Futurama in the Talking Simpsons styles. If you have been dying to hear us talk about Futurama and the way we do the Simpsons, we did it for Xmas Story, the classic Bad Santa episode with John Goodman in it. And so many more things you can find at patreon.com slash talking Simpsons. So why not go over there today? If you've been burned by too many counterfeit jeans purchases, I have a clothing purchase for you that's much better. A Talking Simpsons t-shirt. We're selling them over at shirtsickle.com, like Popsicle, but with shirts. Or you can get it at tiny.cc slash talking shirt. And it's a lovely image drawn in the style of the Ion Springfield logo. I have one myself. They are very high quality. And you know a great place to wear that shirt? To the Talking Simpsons live show that's happening in San Francisco, California on january 28th at 5 30 p.m if you head over there you'll be able to watch me and chris and bob do a live episode of talking simpsons a special one not a regular episode walkthrough and we're really excited to do it as part of sf sketch fest so check it out january 28th 2018 Hey, this is Jerry Cooney, professional boxer and official greeter of Mr. Burns Casino. Welcome to Mr. Burns Casino. If there's anything I can do to make your visit more enjoyable, please, just let me know. Yeah, great. See you. You're listening to the guys on Talking Simpsons. Hey, is that bug off? Do you like shows like Laser Time, Video Game Apocalypse, and 302010? Then you should know these shows are almost entirely listener-supported through patreon.com slash lasertime. For as little as five bucks a month, you can make sure all Laser Time shows keep going and get weekly, exclusive, uncensored, and commercial-free bonus show, Bonus Time, in return. Here's a taste. The thing I asked you guys to notice about me, which you still have not, last guess. Last guess. Uh, oh, it's not the teeth thing? It's not the teeth thing. Uh, shaving? It's why everything's different. I probably seem a little weird. Not shaving. Uh, eating It's not what, what you're looking at me. It's not something that's on me. It's something that I haven't done. Eat, eaten? Because well, I didn't get to eat. Yeah. I didn't bring mine. You keep mentioning uh, that. No. <laughs> yeah. Are you uh, wearing a diaper? No. <laughs> oh. What... I, what do, what am I not doing? What have I not done? Vaping. All oh, you're not vaping. Whoa! I, wait a minute. I well, that's right. You were vaping yesterday. Through noble, per, through no noble means, I uh-huh. dropped it this morning at six a.m. Oh, I see it in pieces here. Every moment from here on out is the longest I've ever been without <laughs> it. Um, Boy, with the stress of a trip and these teeth thing, and then no vaping, I, this is not a time to quit vaping. I'm saying, well, I, I, I'm not. I gonna, wouldn't. I'm, <laughs> 
Get your weekly bonus podcast, over 100 movie commentaries, exclusive videos, gameplay days, and more by supporting LazerTime at patreon.com slash LazerTime. A continuity error. Well, first off, Marge does her old driving course, which includes a speed reference. Her jump on the incomplete uh, thing. You have not seen Speed Speed again. That movie's fantastic. It's so good. I love the bus that couldn't slow down. It's one of my favorites. Marge is so strong and just perfect for this job. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, It reminded me of the opening of Zootopia. Oh, Mm. yeah, you're right. It's it's totally her uh, training, Mm. uh, uh, Hop's training. Also, though, here's the continuity error. Marge begins her driving test wearing the white t-shirt and her right. training outfit You're totally right I caught and this. she is wearing her cop outfit when she finishes the test yeah so that hard rock cafe shirt she didn't need it <laughs> also uh, i really hate I'm magic so, eyes they I'm drive s- me crazy i'm happy i haven't seen a magic eye in 10 years nor a hard rock cafe this shirt. yes this puts this episode squarely in 1995 you know what else had a uh, magic eye reference in 95 mall rats a pony yep. yeah. schooner the schooner <laughs> the schooner yeah. is a sailboat i i don't know why i have good vision but i can't do magic eye yeah. i've never been able to do you guys can you guys instantly. unlock the secret no of magic way eye? i can do it i, can do it. I, I nope. fucking can't it takes do a it. bit but i can look at it something in an instant and do it man those mm. really fell out of fashion quick yeah but yeah. but same with hard rock cafe which i've been to a hard rock cafe have you guys i thought one? it was for rich people my dad always refused to take us there and then i found out a ten dollar cheeseburger accidentally at e3 it's the worst food I've ever had in my entire it's life. Very, it's I like Applebee's scale uh, eatery, I think. Do you have anything without ranch dressing? Okay, no? no? no okay. No. I've been to it twice, uh, and that includes uh, only at the Universal Studios Florida. That's where I wanted to go. I which, felt like summer yeah. camp, like it was like a tattoo people would get during <laughs> war. It, they, would, they would all come back with a Hard Rock Cafe shirt proving where they've been. And I, my dad would never let us go to one. I bought a bootleg Hard in Times Square. Yeah, that's what he bought me for wow. three dollars in wow. nineteen ninety four. It was pink, purple, and uh, green instead of the brown and well. Now hard gold. rocks aren't cool because the thing about them was is that you're supposed to be surrounded by legitimate mm-hmm. rock and roll memorabilia. Mm-hmm. Like this is the actual gold record of somebody. Yeah, or this, this is the is apple crate Billy Joel sits on when yes. he uh, has to have pictures taken of next to other humans. But I now went- rock and roll is not as uh, big anymore. So I think probably it hurt the popularity of hard rock. I went to a, a really expensive video game event in Vegas a few years ago, maybe three or four years ago, and I stayed mm-hmm. at the Hard Rock Hotel. Mm-hmm. And I was walking around, and I was thinking, you know, this is the fantasy of someone 40 years older than me. Yeah. And then I yeah. saw a guy in sandals and an Atlas Shrugged t-shirt, and I was like, yep, that's where <laughs> I am. I've, I've been to the Hard Rock Hotel at that's across the street from San Diego Comic-Con. Hard Rock is the coolest place. All the best parties are usually yeah. at Hard Rock. Uh, like Capcom had their party there one year. I think, I think IGN does it pretty it. consistently. IGN did it there. I The one horrible year I worked at a bad place that was at Comic-Con, they had a, one suite there that they were filming stuff out of. And so I got to go in and out of it and the movie stars were there and I got to meet Brian Posehn in an elevator. Wow. I did. I did. I was When I was smoking, mm-hmm. I was smoking. I'm like, dude, I know you. And we were just talking to this guy. I'm like, you're moist. He's like, yeah, like, I'm moist from uh, Dr. Horrible. Uh, I also 
had not seen Big Bang Theory, and oh, that's the show he's actually. Wow. That's the thing he normally. I didn't. I never heard of it, so oh, like I didn't no. know. I don't even know that guy's name, but like, uh, yeah, having a cigarette with that dude. Wait, the Jewish guy from Big Bang? Theory? He's moist. I've never oh, seen yeah. Big Bang Theory. I don't know what. Well, <laughs> he... one of the best one-off characters that happens during Marge's police training is like, when do we get to the freaking guns? Oh yes, yeah. He seems so specific, but I don't yeah. know if he's the wiki for... claims it's from Police Academy, and mm. having had a really irresponsible Coke nights recently, where we watched all of those. I don't know what that's talking about. Oh, Chris. You shouldn't drink Coca-Cola. That's what I was talking that. about. What do you think like, I meant? It's more of a Pepsi movie to me. <laughs> what do you think I meant? I don't like Mr. that. Mr. Pib at best. No. The only time I do that shit, I waste it. Three uh, Police Academy movies. Time yeah. for Mac and me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, no, Bobcat Goldthwait's not in this one. Uh, uh, Trot, put it in. <laughs> so, yeah, everybody reacts to... Uh, everybody seems to be pretty happy that Marge is a cop at first. Wow, Mom. I never pictured you as any kind of authority figure before. Marge, I want you to take care of yourself out there. You've become very dear to me. <laughs> oh, of course I will. Mom, if someone shot at the mayor, would you have to throw yourself in front of him and take the bullet? I suppose I would. What if they shot at a Coke machine? No. TV? No. TV with a picture of the mayor on it? Whatever you do, Mom, we'll be proud of you. Well, thank you, honey. As long as it's constitutional. <laughs> oh, Marge, give me my pepper spray. Oh, Marge, one squirt and you're still to the border. <laughs> Incapacitated. <laughs> Oh, I love his eye transition he's there. He blinks and he's and he has pink eye. And the very uh, subtle joke of Lisa wanting March to be constitutional and March going, mm. yeah, she's mad like I'll make my job harder, or that or that she maybe is frustrated that Lisa would think she would be unconstitutional. Yeah. I'll have the nice reading on that uh, again. Uh, police brutality was an issue in the '90s, but now that everyone is always filming everyone, mm-hmm. uh, it's come into light how really horrible how it is. How often it happens. And how yeah, it's never that, changed. Yeah, that it's always been the same, but it's just now everyone has their own phone cameras. But this, yeah. this did mark the first era of white people talking about it. Yeah. It yeah, we were finally faced with it only because... Cameras. Well, and because... And yeah, they, uh And Rodney King. And, oh, yeah. Bart also saying that he'd never seen her as an authority figure before. A nice, a cute little line. Yeah. Uh, uh, an adorable... If you miss it, you become very dear to me is kind of an insult that yes, Homer's realizing yeah. this after <laughs> the third child. It's so crazy. Like, you've become very dear to me. <laughs> and then we get kind of our first Hill Street Blues thing, which yeah. I think I would have watched Hill Street Blues if it would have ever ran in reruns. Mm-hmm. Me it, too. It was a very like uh, important show in terms of mm-hmm. here's what we can do with TV now. It can be smarter. It can yeah. have continuing storylines. It can rely on knowledge from the viewer that... We won't give them in this episode. It's it's very important it for was, television. I think it was treated like the Sopranos of its time, but now mm. I wonder if you can't even go back and watch it and feel the same because like all these other shows have been more artful and it pushed the envelope more and it I wonder if like Hill Street Blues mm. would feel like backwards What's, by comparison. The one quote is what, let's be careful out there from Hill yeah, Street Blues. Yeah. yeah. And I have I have the themes which they weave into the Simpsons theme, um, throughout this episode and it actually plays up a lot more towards the end credits so this is the Hill Street Blues theme it's a happy little theme just the earnestness of this yeah 80s are so weird it's like a real piano and then your little brother's Casio. Yeah. When you think about <laughs> the 80s, away. again, this is the early Stranger Things 80s, not the hyper-color 
Like I don't know. Not the Saved by the Bell eighties. It is that is such a that became the nineties. That is such a sweet theme for a TV show that you'll never see. Mm. You never hear anything like that again. It's it's very heartwarming. I don't know anything about this show. (laughs) Well, it did start with the. It was it was a police procedural, and it started with the Penis Wolf show. uh, It was not a Dick Wolf show. (laughs) I think actually it was uh, people that were would go on to NYPD Blue, and also who then would uh, like employ David Milch and 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 also uh, the homicide people worked on hill street blues as well but the wiggum's address uh to the entire precinct that that was how most episodes of hill street blues started i love too that they gave they they hand marge junkieville and bumtown yeah and bumtown will return in the day the violence died get out That's of bumtown right. you know talent yeah, bums and briefly features the one-off there's a lot of one-off characters in this fitz mm-hmm. garcia keneally and Earhart. oh yeah fitz yeah. garcia keneally and, mm-hmm. and that's when we get the simpsons version of the hill street blues thing i just i love the pride that marge walks down the street mm-hmm. with like she's really getting a lot of fulfillment of this and uh, okay so season four mcnulty in the previous episode lionel hutz made nine hundred and ninety nine thousand <laughs> uh, sorry ninety nine thousand dollars scammed with, off parts uh, alan dershman and robert chaporo chaporo uh, and and now in that time he has blown all of it mm-hmm. between episodes Who is mr hutz i'll have you know the contents of that dumpster are private you stick your nose in, you'll be violating attorney dumpster confidentiality. I just wanted to say hello. Oh. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> God, what was in there? I wonder. I hope it wasn't a body. <laughs> it was Alan Dershman. <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah. the money all went up his nose, like it, I said this, earlier. This is the montage where Marge walk, is walking around mm-hmm. Springfield, because it, it is the second episode in a row where Burns appears only to do something with a wad of cash. Yeah, that's true, <laughs> yeah. And he, that, that cash, was, there's Burns. It was cute, too, that I, I, I didn't grab a yeah, Who wants her to take the bribe? She refuses the bribe, and then Burns is the angel that say it. Anybody could have taken that money, but it's fitting that it's the most rich person. Even though Burns would never be in the quickie market. Is he drinking never. milk out of a carton in the oh, quickie yeah, market? Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like he does not do his own grocery shopping. We saw much later, like he was confused by grocery shopping. Ketchup, yeah. ketchup. And I'm also surprised they only limited themselves to one cops joke. Okay, in this episode. number one. This is the first time Agnes Skinner is given her modern angry mom voice. Mm-hmm. She is not the nice Agnes of. Of Sweet Seymour Skinner's badass song. And her one line is, we both did. I got a report on a domestic disturbance at this address. Yes, indeed there is. There's <laughs> an inflatable bath pillow that Mother and I both enjoy. She claimed it was her day to use it. I maintain she was mistaken. We quarreled. Later, as I prepared to bathe, I noticed to my horror that someone had slashed the pillow. Mm-hmm. Who called the police? We they both, both did. did. Yeah. Look, mm-hmm. why don't you two settle down? I'm sure you can get another pillow. Well, I could send it back to Taiwan for repair, but why should I have to? <laughs> I've done nothing wrong. And I don't give permission for my face to be on TV. I want it blurred. Let me blur it. I have never felt more sorry for animators than the mid-90s when they were asked to do cops parodies. Because they have to find mm-hmm. a way to make it affordable. And I remember an episode of Duckman, which I think I mentioned before on this episode, on this uh, all series. It's called American Dicks, the episode of Duckman. <laughs> and many segments are full animation, first-person wow. perspective camera. They're not panning across art. They're drawing a new mm. image for every frame of animation of a, of a camera moving That's in the first person following sweeps? Duckman. What is the... Uh, how, why? Why would they it, do that to It's themselves? also funny to me that Cops is cheap television, <laughs> but to parody it in animation, yeah. it becomes very... 
very expensive. And I'm sure figuring out all the camera movements to make it look handheld is not easy either. No. To make it look conceivably like cheap. That's why it's, it made yeah. for one of my favorite episodes of the X Files. Ah, <laughs> oh yes, X Cops is one of the best episodes ever. God, I think it. like every show did a cops parody. Mm-hmm. Mr. Show was not even uh, you know yeah. they did their own too. The Tick mm-hmm. did one yeah. with a pig leg and. Uh, uh, the denouement is what they kept talking about in and, it. and we forget just how big cops was like even Futurama did a cops parody where the aliens could blur their own faces that's right like unblur oh your face god yeah. I forgot all about that yeah and the joke of him demanding his face being blurred after the fact of like that doesn't yeah. it would have been blurred the entire scene and Skinner but... doesn't know that his face is blurred or unblurred yes yeah that's and so cops great. isn't actually alive yeah uh, it's beautiful yeah and uh, and that's the only way to make if a domestic disturbance scene could be very dark, but the, instead they can make it funny by having it be the very low stakes of a argument between the Skinners. Yeah, but in every time before this in which Skinner was angry at his mom, she either wasn't there or she wasn't talking. Yeah, This yeah. time they give her the angry Agnes voice we'll hear later. That's true. Instead of the, man, remember from that deleted scene from the B-sharps of the oh, cackling? Dan like, Castellaneta yeah. playing her? Oh, yeah. That was... That was a bit wacky. I'm glad they didn't go with that. So, uh, like I said in the previous one, every, I feel almost every episode that David Merkin oversaw had Bart getting punched by a bully. And that's what happens here, too, where he's forced to wear the safety gear and thus be a dork and be (laughs) beaten up. Like, uh, it's beautiful. so easy it makes it makes it punching him so easy yes yeah. easy on the knuckles uh, and then we also see that the problem for Margie is that she can't turn it off that she she goes to the beauty salon and uh, it, everybody is threatened by her the the joke of Maud dreaming of us magazine in heaven takes a different vibe yes now. I yeah. wonder if she's up there reading it now does and, Us Magazine yeah. still exist? I think so. When I when I worked for US Gamer, the website, a lot of people assumed it was affiliated with the magazine Us. They, <laughs> they, they would call it Us Gamer. Like, uh, Us is I around? Think it does, because I didn't, I didn't want to be pedantic, but I was just in New York, and all the subways still have newsstands. Hmm. It's mostly candy bars, but inside, behind glass, is people. All the magazines your grandmother would read. <laughs> are still very much alive. And once your grandmother dies, then those magazines will they die. Too. So yeah, Us has been weekly since 1977, and it's still in circulation. Wow. They even... It's called the B-Sharps Not. It's basically the celebrities, they're just like us magazine. Yeah. That means there's a people gamer out there somewhere. <laughs> I want that URL. So I wonder what the deal is with Mo. Mo having difficult hair, is that... Car- you think that's connected to him secretly being Momar? Is this him like being getting Italian. his hair straight? My hair sucks. Okay. Well, I mean, I think yeah. the joke is Mo is doing a very feminine thing, and mm. that it's like you like him reading My Friend Flicka or yes. Little Women. He's at he's at the beauty parlor, which you would not expect Mo to go but to. But his hair is always gray. It's never chestnut. Yeah, chestnut. He doesn't have chestnut hair. And uh, Marge pulling the revolver on the people is great, but it's even better the slow button up of her of her sweater after pulling out the gun and pointing. To people, and uh, then we have one of the meanest things Homer's ever done to Ned. Though not as mean as him throwing him out of the shelterini. I love the uh, the interplay between both of them. They have to be together, the actors in this one. Mom's police tape isn't a toy, Dad. Shush, dear. You'll wreck Daddy's fun. (laughs) Ringing in the shoes, ringing in the. Oh my lord! Something horrible has happened. 
<laughs> Fooled you, Flanders. Made you think your family was dead. <laughs> Did you get it? <laughs> They're not dope. <laughs> but you thought they were. <laughs> That's why it was so funny. <laughs> but they're not. That's a good one. Oh. Yeah, Homer let that joke fly for about five seconds before he had to like jump in yes, and start laughing. Yeah. But I love Harry's little murmuring. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And now, though these, what Homer did, those, those are light YouTube pranks now. Like those, have you seen oh, yeah. those videos of the people who like makes them think someone murdered their it's just roommate? Like borderline or... torture. Yeah, I yes, can't believe yeah. people would watch that shit. It's just like, oh my god, it's yeah, like, like we're gonna bring someone to their worst moment and then laugh at them. <laughs> Like somebody literally died this year from doing trying to make a YouTube prank, like with a gun. They, they did. Yeah, it was Ooh, this couple. This. It was this YouTube prank couple. And why I are there so I, many prank couples? Uh, yeah, they, they don't have jobs, Bob. The they got family it. that pranks together stanks together. I've said it before. I'll say it again. <laughs> At least they didn't have children. I mean, there's the other one that, oh, that's been a ton right. in the news of like the prank family. The prank family, which is basically like, what? oh, we're pretending to torture our children. Ha <laughs> ha. Why just abuse your child when you can monetize it? Exactly. Exactly, uh, but goddamn. Then, uh, then we get I fucking love Lisa's social commentary here. It's really great. And that's the drunk tank. And this is mommy's desk. Mom, I know your intentions are good, but aren't the police a protective force that maintains the status quo for the wealthy elites? Don't you think we ought to attack the roots of social problems instead of jamming people into overcrowded prisons? Look, Lisa, it's McGriff, the crime dog. Hello, Lisa. Help me bite crime. Ruff, ruff. So let's talk about McGruff, the Please. crime dog. Uh, I just love hearing Marge do a voice. Like, she never gets to do hey, God, voices. Bye. Oh, we got to hear it. I don't have yep. to do it. Growing up in the crime-ridden 80s, McGruff was always there to tell you uh, strange advice to scare you. Right? Yeah. yeah. I'm actually just confusing Before we play the clip, though, what yeah. would he, like... Be sure to tattle. Uh, it's all about, it's all about stranger danger never or take also candy from drugs. Yeah. It's all about being a narc, basically. Right? Like, see something, say something. But uh, here's his uh, clip about from 1984 about child abductions in the precious suburbs. Uh, that's Jenny. But that's not Jenny's dad. If she gets into that car, you may be looking at Jenny for the last time. Jesus. I'm McGruff, the crime dog. Let me show you something. See that playground? A lot of kids there. Every day in this country, 60 kids disappear. Jesus. It's like rapture. Some run away, but a lot are kidnapped by strangers or even by people they know. Almost 20,000 kids a year. 20,000 kids, one kid at a time. Maybe your kid on your street. Maybe just like Jimmy. You know, your kids can learn to protect themselves against crime at home, at school, on the street. Very nice going, Jenny. She's going to tell her folks about this. And you can write them a gruff. Learn how to keep your family and your community safe. And help uh, take a bite out of crime. Yeah, it's like, actually, it's most likely someone you know, so you're fucked. I am so glad we watched that, because I remember that animation being way better. It it got way better in the 90s. Well, in 84, they didn't have as big a budget. Yeah, I mean... he sang more songs, too. That was very straightforward. You're thinking of Captain O.G. Reed more. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, having been to school uh, growing up in the 90s, I went through the D.A.R.E. program. Drugs are really expensive. It's what it stands for. (laughs) And, um, yeah, we would see McGruff videos, and they're bringing back there because the war on drugs 
works. It always works. Yes. It didn't. It wasn't used to favorite tweet genres. Now is seeing people respond to articles about like, hey, people are making a lot of money off weed and they're making a lot of money off marijuana now, yeah. and then they reply with like, there are hundreds of thousands of black people in jail because of they started a <laughs> marijuana business. Like, fuck you. Uh, on a later note, I would recommend to people go online and look up the entire McGruff album. There is a song about <laughs> every drug. Wow. There's a song about marijuana. There's a song about crack, and they're all fantastic. You heard of this also, drug called glass? Me neither, <laughs> but if you use it, you got no class. But please get high first. <laughs> I love that McGruff in that video, it was definitely scaremongering, but he did have to admit, like, yeah, some run away, and but others are kidnapped by somebody who's not a stranger. But be afraid of every stranger. But like, there's no call to action. Like, yeah, what, I, what I, do your kids do to be safe? I kept expecting like a, a leg bracelet for your child to be yeah. sold at the end of that. <laughs> Instead, it's just like, be scared. Yeah, nothing you can do about it. Well, I guess the, I mean, it's that don't get in a stranger's car and then tell your parents. Like, the, those are the two things. But yeah, a good old McGruff. I believe there was a story recent, uh, not too recently, but about how the, the voice actor for McGruff actually had a real life drug problem. Oh, no. He had to kick. I believe The Daily Show did a whole thing about it. Look it up, the, the voice actor <laughs> McGruff, folks. But I should point out that David Merkin says they just wanted to use McGruff. Mm. But they weren't allowed, and he didn't know why they weren't making fun of McGruff, so mm. they just changed it to McGriff. It's the same joke. Yeah. I, I was just trying to look Help up to see who owned crime. it. Like, the Ad Council and the National Crime Prevention Society? Like, uh, I want to give myself a useless job. I thought I already did. <laughs> you could be an advisor for six figures a year. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but when I was a kid, I did not get Lisa's lines. But now I definitely do. That the, oh, for sure. That the, There are well-intentioned cops, but they're really just cre- protecting property in a system of things and not helping people so much. Anyway, uh-huh. then we get a very dated joke about the girls of the internet, which actually did mean something in 1995. Well, I'd the... log on with them any day. <laughs> Tequila, Tequila, Carmen Electra. What are we talking about here? Well, but Wait. that would even be before them. Who was the, the uh, like the most downloaded Daisy girl Fuentes of all time? Or, yeah, we did find out when we on 302010 talking about Lois and Clark that Terry Hatcher was mm-hmm. the most downloaded woman on the internet in like 96. Yeah, the, in 97. I believe it was the cutting edge of fake nudes at the time was mm. putting her head on people. Fake nudes. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, well, people were really turned on by Terry Hatcher not just because of Lois and Clark but also because she was the fake boob lady mm-hmm. or not fake boob lady on Seinfeld. They, they were real and they story. were spectacular. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were. Now we know. That's right, yeah. Uh, so I also like they have to invite Herman to this thing because they have to have one worse person than like Mo. than the Mo. Like yeah. Mo can't be guilty of this crime. So all right, Herman. He Herman is a guy who literally was selling Nazi memorabilia. <laughs> That's true. At, at a swap meet, and so. I like how they're continuing the, the poker night from Secrets of a Successful Marriage. Yeah, that's true. Except yes. it's at Homer's house instead of Lenny's. And this is another of my favorite lines ever in this section here. Being a cop husband is one mighty sweet deal. This police radio entertains me with other people's miseries. We get a free funeral for Marge, God forbid, and I can run background checks on whomever I want. Momar. Oh, please, please. Hexnay on the Omar May. Hey, hurry it up with the cards, Lenny. I've got you clocked at two miles per hour. Come on, put that away. Those radar guns give you cancer. All the more reason to hurry up. Hey, what could be going 100 miles per <laughs> That joke doesn't make any sense, but no, I love it. I, it doesn't make sense, but I just love the... 
I know I've said that multiple times to people who are saying, like, you're annoying me with this, like, all the more reason to hurry up. (laughs) And uh, and I love that Homer correctly says, whomever I want. Whomever, right. He does say whomever. And on this first poker night, Herman leaves to get some Mm -hmm. fresh air. And I love Mo. Fresh air, huh? None of that for me. (laughs) (laughs) And then Homer is celebrating that free funeral, God forbid. Yeah. Also, Momar conflicts with uh, him being called Morris. Yes. And, and a little well, rascal. Well, your Italian accent. Yeah. <laughs> it's an accent no more. And uh, then Marge catches them doing illegal gambling, and she just can't turn it off. She can't stop caring about the law, which obviously is a lesson for cops. Like, you don't have to care about the law. Just be a big man with your gun. Yeah, push people around. <laughs> Make yourself feel big. Get a bag full of doorknobs. <laughs> uh, so we find out that, I guess... Horses in Springfield have to wear diapers? I like, like it's that one thing you you weren't expecting. Horse, yeah. no diaper. I feel like that's that's what's always running through my mind when I go through the city. Like, I see crimes happening in front of me at all times. It's like, well, I can't stop this. No. Nope. <laughs> I'm powerless. Yeah. I also love that Homer is being so bad, and he is, like, without caring, is buying children beer. Like, he's <laughs> yeah. buying alcohol for With dunks. no incentive. We don't know yeah. what he's getting out of this. He's just a cool guy who wants to help Jimbo Dolphin Yeah, Kearney. but did you, did you do a lot of Hey Mister? Because I did. No, no. And I, I, I'm not big of a drinker. So. We, I could steal beer from my parents. Hey Mister, when you, <laughs> when you try and ask a stranger to buy you beer, it usually worked. Mm. It wasn't... We had, we had a homeless man named Bam Bam who was pretty dependable, but, like, asking people coming out of stores <laughs> and even... Even now, I remember I was in college class. This really hot girl, two years younger than me, asked me to buy her beer. And I'm like, no. <laughs> no, why would I do that? But <laughs> why did those strangers buy us beer? Mm. It suggests something terrible. Maybe I, they thought they were going to get a little uh, something on the side. Yeah, you I know what? Maybe they, these kids should get drunk. <laughs> I think they were... I would like to think that they were guys who just were wanted to capture the pay it forward and feel one, young again one person said you're old enough to die for your country you're old enough to have a beer that's the, <laughs> only one person said that that well, sounds like a guy who has moral like con- a concealed carry license <laughs> there was a moment in american history and i hear this a lot on the dana gould podcast and from people of his age where uh when there are a lot more alcoholic parents in the world you could bring a note to the liquor store and yeah. bring them home liquor <laughs> yeah and cigarettes yes and also take your dad home from the bar that's told a lot of stories like that his cop father by the way his fucking dad is still alive unbelievable right just proves be be a mean drunk and you'll live forever you'll be pickled and live forever uh but yes marge kind of has had enough with homer hey marge how's my little piglet homer i'm on duty (laughs) that's okay i'm supposed to be working too (laughs) you have to move your car i'll just be a second marge i'm going to get some beer for those kids over there I'm going to pretend that I didn't hear that, but you have to move your car now. I'll be right back. Now keep your eyes peeled for a real cop. That's it. I'm going to write you a ticket. Come on, we're family. You're breaking the law. I'll make you a deal. You rip up that ticket, and I'll give you back your hat. Taking an officer's cap is an arrestable offense. Ooh, what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do? Huh? Ooh, I'm Officer Marge. <laughs> you. Hey, what? Marge, not here. <laughs> hey, you're not really arresting me. You have the right to remain silent. I choose to waive that right. <laughs> <laughs> I right. love any time. Oh, Mark's not here. 
<laughs> Anytime Dan Castellaneta does Marge's voice, God, I'm Officer Marge. That's, a, yeah. that's and, the best part of that. And then Homer thinks Marge is up for kinky sex in the middle of the street. In the Clicking Bar parking lot. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's so great. But yeah, and him waving his right to silence is also just awesome. Uh, but like, this could, could potentially give uh, Homer a criminal record. This is not his first arrest in the show. Oh, he's, for sure. He's yeah. been arrested three times already. Like, there was the... He was arrested at demanding a ticket from them on the, the day he thought he was going to die from food right. poisoning. Yeah. Uh, let's see. He was arrested for a DUI in uh, in Duffless. True. It was the only two that are coming to mind right now that we've seen so far. I'm sure there's been more, but... Yeah. And that <laughs> this time, Homer gets uh, the eat the feet pretty well while he's in uh, jail. This is one of the darkest jokes. All right, Simpson. You're free to go. Let me just finish this last lobster tail and raspberry tort. <laughs> All right, Hans. Time to go. But he ate my last meal. Well, if that's the worst thing that happens to you today, consider yourself lucky. Are you really allowed to execute people in a local jail? From this point on, no talking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is that, actually, I want to give that line. Yeah, let's, okay, do it. let's do it. Because you that's know, the joke. You know. Whatever he's there for, he's wrongly convicted. No. It's Hans, Hans Moment. Hans Moment doesn't do anything. <laughs> it's Hans Moment. Yeah, I mean, so in the next scene after that, the lights dim briefly in the Simpson house, showing that they did kill Hans Moment. He has Moment. been electrocuted. He, not unlike Kenny, he's the only cast member of the Simpsons that could be murdered in non-Halloween episodes. Yeah, but I bet they wanted to kill him forever because they killed Uter in the last episode, correct? Yes, yeah. Well, two, uh, two episodes ago, ago, yeah. And Matt Groening hates Hans Moleman because of how his design. He looks like a mole man, is <laughs> what he like said. like a mole man. But you can also go online to find out the last meals of famous death row inmates, like mm-hmm. John oh. Wayne Gacy who killed, I think, 33 men? Boys? Whatever. Uh, Pussy. Uh, he, his last meal was a bucket of original recipe KFC French fries and a pound of strawberries. Like the president. So, they yeah. always want gre- a lot of them want greasy garbage because they haven't eaten fast food yeah. in like twenty years. And uh, Timothy McVeigh, two pints of mint chocolate ice cream. Mm, Big Macs and heroin. That's uh, what I'm going with. You know, when you kill a bunch of children, nothing gets your hunger up like a like a mass murder <laughs> yes. with a van. Well, that's funny because we just uh, two episodes ago talked about uh, his his greatest crime. But I mean, he's not he he might not have been arrested by this point. No, but but I but I just love that Lovejoy. It completely sells out Lovejoy's character, but that he is complicit in the murder of Mole Man. That he's just like there must be something happening here. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, like from this point on, no talking. Yeah. Meaning, like you will die. Like you don't get to talk anymore. You're dead. <laughs> oh God. And that, actually, I am sad to admit that when I taped this on VHS, that dimming out, I thought it was a problem with the broadcast for the longest time. It's, Until I watched it again yeah. on DVD, did I realize, like, it wasn't my local broadcast. You hear the it's the joke. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, thought it was my local broadcast. It could be conveyed up. a bit better. It's done, mm. it's like an editing effect and not an animation effect, but I think it's, it's really a, good. It's definitely a post effect. Yeah, where they just, like, dim the picture briefly. Just to make it extra clear, they have killed. Don's mole man he's got in the chair uh but just that line from this point on no, no talking. talking god damn it uh and like uh mole uh, like merkin loves to do he undercuts another sitcom cliche with the drawing the line down the middle of the apartment i love that i but. tried to find the isle of lucy episode where that happened and i couldn't i always thought it was uh three's company uh, it was I'm, pretty stock first yeah it's the pregnancy in the elevator the cab yeah mm-hmm. yeah i also remember this is a separate thing but they'd have uh they'd 
a couple that didn't want to have sex would cut the room in half or they'd be like they wanted to deny their sexual attention so that they'd put up a a curtain between them but then the curtain would fall and they'd realize they're in bed together gasp gasp <laughs> uh, but yes then homer uh wishes that this was more like police academy oh i love this or less like police academy boy when marge first told me she was going to the police academy i thought it'd be fun and exciting you know like that movie Spaceballs. But instead, it's been painful and disturbing like that movie Police Academy. Hi, Homer. I'm worried about the beer supply. After this case and the other case, there's only one case left. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Barney's right. Yeah, let's get some more beer. Yeah. yeah. What about some beer? Yeah, Barney's right. All right, guys. Pipe down. I got some more in the garage. I'll, I'll, I'll get it for you, Homer. Hmm. I wonder why he's so eager to go to the garage. The garage? Hey, fellas, the garage. Well, ooh la dee da, Mr. Frenchman. Well, what do you call it? A car haul. Got so much going on. Okay, so mm-hmm. Spaceballs is fun and exciting. I agree. Police <laughs> Academy is painful and disturbing. It's which is a great description of Police Academy. It's really. It's one of the on thirty twenty ten. It's one of the few movies we've talked about in multiple entries in the series because of how fast and fresh they come yep. out in, yeah. in nineteen eighty. And then you try and research them. There is no fan base for an eight-movie series on the entire internet. Nobody no is a fan did, of these. No, no one no. chronicles any information about them. It's just, and, it's crazy. Well, the real secret of police, the first Police Academy movie is that it was just popular as a boob movie. Yeah, like, yeah. It's, it's, it's a, when you didn't have the internet, you'd watch a terrible comedy to see like two minutes of it's naked. A, it's a training movie, ladies. so it's all it's like an adult camp movie. Mm-hmm. So you yeah. see shower scenes and yeah. but then situations. The, but then they weren't R-rated after mm-hmm. the first one. Like, you'd still get like Kim Cattrall in a wet t-shirt or there's a fucking but, cartoon based on the yep, series too. Yep. But, I uh, had a toy of uh, of Mahoney oh from God. the cartoon. But uh, Barney's concerned about the beer. That reminds me of recording I, Video Game Apocalypse yep. in this room. <laughs> I know <laughs> I've yeah, said it many right. times. Like <laughs> after this case and the other case, there's only one case left. And yeah. I have to point out that uh, Mo is saying car hole, not car hold with a D. Uh, Hank Azaria said hole. on Twitter, "It's car hole." People yeah. have been confused for a while. I've but never always heard the other car hole. Yeah. Car hole is funnier, anyway. Yeah, not it's butthole, but car hole. Car hole is also a perfect way to innocuously find Simpsons fans. Yes, Just yeah. anywhere, car almost hole. anywhere you go, call a garage a car hole, and like, ah, hey, I you found not, one. I did not know that. I did not know there was this uh, confusion there over car been. hold. But I love that later Homer adapts it. He's like, oh, I, mm. this is a word I know now. Yep, Out of my car hole. It's yeah. very Lebowski-esque. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. Oh, God. I, I love in Big Lebowski how the dude just will repeat anything he heard somebody else <laughs> say. Like, oh, It's beautiful. Uh, so I love the counterfeit gene stuff because it reminds me of how, like, on so many police procedurals that want to be fun and not too dirty – they have to be like diamond thieves, like like in the Chipmunks movie too. Yeah. Just like, well, they're diamond thieves. It can't be like drugs, Not drugs or, or firearms or, or sex workers or any of these <laughs> yeah. things. Like, this was an era in which designer jeans, the world was lousy with so many different yep. brand, brands. As I Homer says, I read off, I, I went down the rabbit hole of those companies, mm. especially you, Bugle Boy, because ah. I was like, there's no that's way that's not from the twenties. It was from the seventies. Are those oh. Bugle Boy jeans you're wearing? There, yeah. <laughs> that's I don't remember that. I saw that commercial. There, once. A woman pulls up in like a Corvette. Asks a guy if he's wearing bugleboy jeans. He says yes, and she, and she just drives, drives away. away. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's sort of like the Grey Poupon ad, but for what? jeans. And then meanwhile, there's the basically child pornography ad of Brooke Shields <laughs> saying like, uh, yeah. "Nothing comes between me and my Calvin Klein's with her legs spread." And it's like you're 15. But uh, I don't know how I get in my bugleboy material after that. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> that, 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 I couldn't. 
Oh, sadly, all the Bugle Boy jean stores closed down. The company went bankrupt oh. in 2001. But if you were born in the 80s, you saw that logo everywhere. And like, that's the worst name ever. <laughs> Can you Bugle still get Boy. guest jeans? Yes. I think they're around. These are fabulous. Yeah. Who would suspect that they're counterfeit jeans? No. <laughs> and what better place to make the buy than a cop's garage where no one would suspect a thing? <laughs> 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 Herman, I had to come out here to see what's so funny. <gasps> a counterfeit jeans ring operating out of my car hole. I'm going to tell everyone. Wait here. Not Wait here. so fast. Okay. Maybe you should just stop entirely. <laughs> Herman, how could you? We've all thought about counterfeiting jeans at one time or another. But what about the victims? Hard-working designers like Calvin Klein, Gloria Vanderbilt, or Antoine Bugleboy. <laughs> These are the people who saw an overcrowded marketplace and said, me too. Advance on him, man. I don't think that's a very good idea. Oh, no. It's Gloria Vanderbilt out for revenge. No. It's Officer Simpson of the police. I love how Marge's typically nagging line is turned into an action movie like tag. Like oh, yeah. I don't think that's a very good idea. I never read it. That's perfect. Yeah. That's totally true. She said that eight million times. She says I don't think that's a very good idea. Except this time, it's a threat. Ah, oh, that's beautiful. I love it. I love it how yeah. it's adapted to this new setting. And the uh, the animation of Homer slowly walking yeah. away is beautiful. And uh, by the way, kids, if you don't know who Gloria Vanderbilt is, no. she's also the mother of Andrew. Anderson Cooper. No way. Yep, CNN's own Anderson Cooper. He is the <laughs> moneyed rich boy of a designer jeans mo- uh, mom who was also, she was famous first as a socialite who was in the trial of the century, which was a battle oh. over her inheritance. And just like in Homer versus Patty and Selma, Homer cannot resist the lure of people laughing evilly at his expense. He's got to join in. Yep, he just can't stop himself. Like, so funny. <laughs> uh, and again, Herman gets so dark that he pulls a gun on Marge and points it at her. Like yeah. He's like, for the rest of this episode, Herman intends to kill Marge Simpson. Like, That's true. And for he's our, plotting to do it. To remind our listeners, Herman has the voice of George H.W. Bush and the head of John Schwartzwalder. <laughs> yes. So, and the body of I don't know. but They thought it would be really funny when he first appeared that he'd have a different story every time about how he lost his arm, but they I, stopped caring about that. I read that in recent years they definitively decided how... There's like a an episode or like a flashback as to how he actually lost his really? arm. Really? Yeah. Wow, man. And all the more reason to watch a new episode. But they shouldn't be friends ever again. No. Well, from this <laughs> well, point the, on, uh... he's pretty dark. I, I saw the next time, I looked it up, the next time he appears is um, an even darker joke in 22 short films. Where of, he's going to rape Kirk oh, Van right. Houten. He, at the very least, has, uh, is Zed holding... No, he's holding... Fiction? It's not Kirk, it's Snake and Wiggum. He's holding them hostage uh, for... Who knows his plans? You don't know what so, Herman's going to do, but he's holding him hostage for sure. I must point out in the 2012 episode, To Cur With Love, Black, mm. it was revealed that he stuck it out on a street while trying to hail a car, resulting in the arm being torn off by a passing dog catcher truck driven by Chief Wiggum. And that was actually the lowest viewed episode of all time Whoa, because wow. President Obama did a speech about the Sandy Hook Massacre that Whoa, night. So wow. many people did not see the Jeez. origin of Herman's lost arm. Uh, but Herman's gone, fallen pretty far from the guy who helped Bart plan a water balloon war. Yeah. Like, he's really fallen. The Greeks uh, knew it. The Carthaginians <laughs> knew it. Now you know it. 
And I also love the recreation of Marge's um, gun training. Like, the way Bill House just pops out behind that. It's Bart Home? (laughs) And uh, Homer, like, Ned, like, he has a lot of problems with people just shooting at him, you know? He's he's rolls with the punches with it, though. He's pretty normal. But, uh, yes, then Marge saves the day. Looks like your wife is embarking up the wrong tree. Freeze! Every mother knows the secret entrance to her son's treehouse. Oh, Marge, you saved my life. I'm sorry I teased you. You're a really good cop. I'm proud of you. So long, gotta catch the 501. He's getting away! You blew it, Marge! I don't think so. I'll foil by my own shoddy merchandise! Uh-huh. I like how clever Herman is, so I'm embarking up the wrong tree and gotta catch the 501, referring to 501 jeans. That's true. Pretty good wordplay yeah. from old Herman there. And, it, and again, it... he's muffling Homer's voice so he can shoot Marge when she gets in the doorway. Uh-huh. Again, Killing her, and is the way he escapes like sli- using jeans to slide down a line? Is that from Home Alone? Yes. Oh, what yeah. bandits do use jeans, right? No. Well, he uses a he uses a motor uh, a bicycle handle with a okay with a mm. but he does slide from a rope to Just, a treehouse. Yeah, and yeah. then they he cuts it when they're on the line. Yes, and utters the one and only ass in the whole film. <laughs> uh, it's Christmas time as we're recording this. Mm-hmm. I should give that a watch again. It's good. Well, we might be watching the third one. Patrons, pay uh, attention. It's, uh, Macaulay Culkin's not even. Oh, you don't one. know. You don't know it's the superior one. What? You're gonna have to the French Stewart one with the bird in it. Maybe I okay. am talking way out of my ass. All I know here. is like you watch the first movie now as a uh, struggling adult, you will learn to hate the McAllisters yep. and their unearned wealth. You fucking rich asshole. Oh, and Kevin yeah. sucks too. Yeah, oh, he does. Yeah, look what you did. You yes, I would rob cool. them too of all their shit. Like they got too much stuff. That's what I'd say. Yeah, uh, I'm flying <laughs> me and my 16 members of my extended family to Paris. Only half are <laughs> going first class. Time. Don't worry about <laughs> yeah. it. Jesus. Uh, but anyway, yes. Then we get uh, the resolution that finally gets Marge back to status quo by the end of the episode. And also, I love that Marge, she is stuck. She knows she's at the end of an episode of Murder, She Wrote or whatever, so she has to explain how something happened, even when nobody wants to know it. Yes. That's my ambulance. I called for it four hours ago. Marge, how did you know? That the pants would rip? No. What I was wondering is... Here's a blind pants (laughs) for two active children and a full-seated husband has given me a sixth sense for shoddy stitching. Which these jeans have in spades. That's some nice work, Simpson, but uh, we can't hold them. There's no evidence. Yes, there is. There's a garage full of counterfeit jeans. Uh, they've uh, mysteriously uh, disappeared. <laughs> Looking good, boys. That's mm-hmm. it. There's too much corruption on this force. I quit. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to lose you, Simpson. <laughs> I love in the background of that scene, we yeah. see uh, Eddie questioning Flanders about his shot Halloween yeah. decoration. It's yeah, very nice. It's, it's like nice. They pay that off a little bit. It's great, a May episode. I guess it is too early. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we get a cute little joke of Mo looking at Homer's that cards crap. unfolding. <laughs> they just were forgotten about in the room. But uh, they have to steal the jeans. It's like, those are bad jeans. Just, you don't even need these. Yeah, and what was Homer wanting to know uh, from Marge? Like, I wonder what else he wanted to know. Like, like no, what I wanted to know us. I think maybe he wanted to know how she knew about Herman not how she knew the jeans would rip maybe yeah there's actually no reason for her to show up and in open uniform. the garage like yeah. yeah she wouldn't know they're in there 
There was no explanation of that, but oh well. God, I love that line. I don't think it's a very good idea. Yeah. It's, it's oh, the it's perfect great. marge line. Yeah. Recontextualized. But, but there'll be plenty of time for explanation later. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, what a great episode. I mean, yeah. uh, you, sometimes the blankets of job episodes are not great, but I love seeing Marge in this new context and seeing her be like very competent at being mm-hmm. a cop. Like She's got a strong sense of justice. She's like... She's frankly a, a strong woman with a yeah. great aim. I'm afraid of Marge. She's easily the best cop in Springfield, and it's it's a it is a real bummer to lose her from the force. But it's it's just too corrupt, and she can't go along with it. Which is nice that she would quit after that. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I think this is a great episode that also holds up really well uh, over time too. And uh, only Hard Rock Cafe and the girls of the internet uh, really. <laughs> yes, uh, now there are too many girls on the internet. Frankly, <laughs> it's hard to choose. <laughs> But uh, anyone, any other comments on this episode, Chris? Mm, How, what do you no, think about I, it? I mean, no? I don't hate Round Springfield, but it is too. Uh, Just uh, looks so much lesser in comparison to these two. Yeah, because I don't the ones that surround it. PTA I don't hate season this, one episodes or yeah. at all, but it just it now it sticks out like a sore thumb after watching this mm-hmm. one. It really does. Mm-hmm. I prefer PTA disbands of those that trio. But well, and this has so many like meta jokes that undercut sitcom cliches. Well, meanwhile, mm-hmm. Round Springfield just has a few sitcom cliches. Yeah, yeah that they expect us to buy, it, and, and that's and what cry makes about. it so weird that they made a deliberate joke about sitcom cliches multiple times in this episode. Mm-hmm. And uh, anyway, now it's it's a it's a good one but man PTA disbands holy shit yes. <laughs> holy shit I, I, every, I, I don't know I, I'm, if I have to figure out the best one of the season I'm really stuck really really stuck it's gonna be a tough we struggle. should have done it out of order so I could be oh, <laughs> God. man I think it still might be Bart's comment for me in this uh, season. I can't decide right now but thanks for listening folks hopefully you did not find this podcast painful and disturbing like Police Academy mm-hmm. <laughs> I have been your host Bob Mackey you can find me on Twitter as Bob Servo please say hi to me and my other podcast is Retronauts. Every Monday, occasionally a bonus episode on Friday. It's a classic gaming podcast. Go to Retronauts.com or look for Retronauts in your podcatcher. We've been going for 11 years now, so I suggest Whoa. you look for a topic that interests you that's related to old video games and download the corresponding episode. We've done episodes about Bart versus the Space Mutants, Black. Bart's Nightmare, Black. Black. And the Simpsons Arcade Game, Hooray! <laughs> so download one of those that should get you into the show. I, I recommend it. Who else wants to talk now? Well, you know, I'm H-E-N-E-R-E-Y-G on Twitter, and you can find me there. But also, uh, you know, patreon.com slash Talking Simpsons is what supports us, and we thank everybody uh, for uh, pledging there and helping me and Bob do this full-time. It, it pays our bills pays the uh, rent on my new apartment and uh also i want to thank all of you guys for listening and to be sure to check out once more january 28th we'll be doing our live show at sf Sketchfest. if you're in the can get into the bay area head on down to piano fight bar on january 28th 5 30 p.m uh oh and of course you know you want to check out patreon.com slash talking simpsons for some really cool new interviews we've got up on there as well as a ton of other extras and every episode a week early and ad free so if you hated hearing ads on this one gave us five bucks you wouldn't hear ads mm-hmm. but hopefully you like the ones for our shows <laughs> like laser time probably the funniest clip of the last couple months is diana's reaction to the one star citizen kane review <laughs> find out where that's from i still love it and as we try and find the worst reviews for the most beloved things of all time who hates star wars who hates indiana jones who hates back to the future what did the ne- negative nancy say about back to the future 
really hard to hate that movie. Yeah. Uh, 30, 20, 10 is also a show we do. Uh, 30, 20, and 10 years ago to that week in history. We talk about The Simpsons whenever that co- that topic comes up. I believe we cover the debut, uh, the Tracy Ullman debut of The Simpsons in the 87 portion of last year's show. Oh, cool. But yes, look forward to 1988, 1998, and 2008, which means only one thing for me, only a year till Roger Rabbit. Oh. And I can watch it. I can talk about it even more. Been Hooray. In there until then. The Video Game Apocalypse, our weekly video game show. Uh, not as retro as Retronauts, but mostly retro. <laughs> mm. Thank you so much for listening, folks. We'll see you next week with Lemon of Troy. See you then. Well, that does it. That does it. I'm looking at his cards. Ah, crap, I fold.